welcome to Single Serving Cinema with Tim and Tay, a podcast that usually looks at one critical scene in a movie every other week. But uh, this week, instead, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We've talked a lot about doing something like this, and we figured it'd be a nice little tiny bonus episode to throw into your feeds while we're otherwise taking some time off and getting ready for season two. We're talking all about the taglines from the season this year. I'm Tim. I'm Tay. Welcome to our bonus episode, everybody. Hey, welcome, everybody. I'm not sure what the food metaphor is for this. Part of me was thinking, like, <laughs> you know, like petit four or like like a, an after eight mint that you have with like your evening tea. But I also think like maybe there's a good chance that this is more like a um, like a bowl of chips that you eat at 11 p.m. when you realize you're still hungry. What about off the menu? Off the menu would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, secret menu, um, you know. Uh, telling the chef to surprise you there's there's a number of ways we could take this i'm just thinking because you know taglines are like minor descriptors like mm-hmm. a menu like a menu would provide yeah 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 that could work but anyway uh if you've if you've listened faithfully enough you will have heard us uh in almost every episode uh talking about what the tagline is for the movie and sort of giving our opinion on whether or not it's good at what it does or not good at what it does and always sort of teasing the idea of someday doing a full ranking of these uh of these taglines so we thought we'd put the movies from all one season together we've got 25 taglines and we've each ranked them uh blindly and we're going to go through here and find out how we rank against each other yeah Um, i'm excited yeah i honestly don't know how this is going to work out because well on (laughs) an episode by episode basis it's fairly easy to just make a judgment on the one tagline itself in a vacuum but when you rank them against each other ones that i didn't think were quite as good have done better and some of the ones which maybe aren't as obviously good or bad ended up in this kind of wishy-washy middle section of the list. Yeah, I feel like my rankings are, or at least I ranked very similarly in style. Like, I have tiers that we're going to get through. But So how this is going to work mm-hmm. today is Tim's going to go through his list, and then I'm going to say where I rank those films. And then we're just going to have minor discussions, but this will be hopefully a quick bonus episode for you. Uh, we we won't take up that. too much of your time. <laughs> We'll see if we can hold ourselves to it this time. And uh, to that end, let's kick it off with number 25, the worst tagline as far as we're concerned, or for as far as I'm concerned right now, and we'll see where Taylor puts it. But I, I would put money that we have maybe the same one here. Um, this movie in particular, they, it didn't really have an official one set, which is something that often happens when you get a translation. It has to go from one market to another. You have different people, maybe not directly involved with the movie, uh, picking it. This one in particular... Um, we'd recommend you check out the episode that we did on Nausicaa of Valley of the Wind because we had a great talk about how this movie was recut and re-released for the American market. Um, And the movie itself was very much bastardized and destroyed in the process. And one small artifact of that process was this tagline, Flea, Fly, Foe, Fun. Here's an adventure for everyone. And that's Nausicaa released under the American title Warriors of the Wind. And if you remember our discussion, or if you haven't heard our discussion, a quick recap on that is they basically removed all the female gendered characters from this poster and made it and incorporated characters that were barely in the movie, or I think even there were some that weren't in the film. I think there's some that just appear on the poster. Yeah. And they're just like, no, 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 it's about like a group of guys that have some girls in it, and one of them is Nausicaa. You can see her in in the background of the poster. Yeah. And, you know, this is a movie that Tim and I loved, and it was 
honestly a real shame to see it advertised this way. So yeah. just to clarify, yes, this is my number twenty-five out of twenty-five <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. It's With a, a bullet. It's a terrible. Ta- <laughs> it's a terrible tagline. And just in case you didn't catch Tim the first time around, it's flea fly faux fun. Here's an adventure for everyone. Yeah. So it, they're, they're does doing it get the worse Jack, than this? The the Jack and the Beanstalk giant thing, which. If you haven't seen Nausicaa, please go watch it. It's a great movie. It has there are no giants in it. There's no beanstalks. There's well, no. Uh, I, okay, I guess kind of, but like, there's no reason to invoke Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> there's no beanstalks. So I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the giants that are in it, I don't think they're grinding Nausicaa's bones to make their bread. This is this is just a horrible, illogical, really kind of like nauseating tagline. But a really, you know. It's a prime example of what happens sometimes when an American distributor buys a foreign product and tries to market it totally differently just to try and make a quick buck back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't un- look. I guess fortunately we don't see this too often anymore. But I think we can move on. That one's yeah. by far our worst. Thank mm-hmm. you for agreeing with that one, Tim. Yeah. Well, at number twenty-four, kind of fittingly, another one where I think in the episode we talked about how we think this was a translation issue, or they just let someone in the Western market decide this, and they came up with, to me, a real stinker for the handmaiden. Um, never did they expect to get into a controversial relationship. Dot dot dot. Okay, you got that one at twenty-four. All right, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm higher on that one than you are, okay. but it is yeah, yeah. not in my. It's in my lower tier. Yeah, it's not great. Um, no, I, I can understand if there are others that you dislike more, but that one really just fell flat to me. And and also, you know, just doing a disservice to the movie itself. So my my defense of this one, I guess, like so, my <laughs> what I wrote under under this tagline is dumb, simple, yet potentially wields dual meaning? Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. So yeah. so it like the film itself, it might it presents like. Uh, it presents it presents a conundrum, and you kind of can see it on multiple levels, depending on your knowledge of the film. And if you don't know anything about the film, it kind of creates a sense of like you won't know what's happening until you see the until you see the movie. You it's like it's a, almost an innate sense of suspense. But I don't know. I still think it's a pretty poor tagline, and I do think it came down to a translation issue because it is very mundane. It's pretty banal for what is otherwise such an interesting and like at at times so much fun movie, right? Like it's a caper, it's it's a heist, it's all these things, there are all these double crosses and you're like, I just expect something a little bit more electric. Yeah. Tagline. Yep. Uh where, where where did this rank, if you want to say? For this you? is my number seventeen. Seventeen? Okay, that's a big so, enough jump. But, yeah, but we're getting up higher. into the sort of middle body there. Um, yes. Okay. Well moving on, my next one was um this one, we talked again in, in the discussion. I didn't like this one because I think it really points away from what I think the movie is more about. Uh, and this is the tagline for Dead Poets Society. He was their inspiration. He made their lives extraordinary. It really makes it about uh, Robin Williams' character, which I know he's sort of the fulcrum and he's the motivation in this movie, but I think it kind of robs the like what, what it's about for the kids, right? Especially um, uh, Neil in it who uh whose character robert sean leonard who's actor um i think is such a pivotal part in this tagline i think for marketing purposes it's like this is a robin williams movie go see it right like and it was a big hit for all those reasons but i don't love the tagline no i think this is also a pretty low well this is a low one for me this is my number 21 okay uh 
my reason for maybe putting it a little bit higher is that I gave it a bit of credit for potential ambiguity because maybe mm-hmm. it is not talking about Robin Williams' character. Maybe it is talking about Neil. I uh, think you brought that up on the podcast episode I, too. I did. I brought up this argument. Yeah. I did. Um, I don't think that that's the case, but I want to give it a little bit of credit for potential ambiguity there. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, because... when you when you combine the tagline with the the cover photo, which is the kids like in their soccer uniforms, like carrying Robin Williams on the pitch, right? Yeah, you're like it's Robin Williams. But I, I again, I'm sure we're we're retreading from the episode. I, I like the idea that maybe it's about Robert Sean Leonard's character instead. Let's hope, but uh, yeah, it's still a, it's still pretty weak. It's it still falls under my category of boring. Yeah. Uh, next up, this one has a big asterisk on it because we actually couldn't find a tagline for this movie. Um, so Tay just kind of picked one, and I think he picked a good one. I think it really representative, and it could often like I don't know if you, maybe you picked this from actual like promo posters or something. It was from something um, promotional. It yeah. wasn't just out of the blue, or wasn't just a quote from the movie. Yeah. So this is all the way back at episode three, uh, which we dropped our first three episodes all together, just sort of give people something to get some momentum with and also some options. And this is the obscure one that we went with really in the spirit of what we now do uh, halftime every other episode uh, in picking something we think people should see that they haven't seen. And this was Cretia uh, by Trey Edward Schultz. And the tagline is, in quotes, I want to be in your life. I want to be close to you. Yeah, so I put this under the category of not even a tagline, and this sits at 24 yeah. for me. This is my second lowest. There you go. Just okay. beca- and, you know, I love Cretia. It wasn't really fair to include this in the category because they didn't have an official tagline or marketing mm-hmm. campaign like this. So, you know, what? I just kind of threw it at the bottom, but it definitely still beats Nausicaa, so it was my number 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice and simple. I mean, I really like, you know, the ones that I listed below it, even even this unofficial tagline kind of gets me a little bit more interested in what's actually going to happen in the movie. And in terms of if a tagline's going to, in theory, teach you how to start watching the movie, I like the idea of going into Cretia being like, who is whose life is she trying to be and who is she trying to be close to and what is that about? But again, yeah, not ideal. Good um, point, though. Yeah. Uh, next up, 21. Uh, I have Mean Girls. Welcome to Girl World. Um, very this is where in terms of my list there's a big middle third where i'm just kind of like this does the job but i don't love it yeah right and this is at the low end of that yeah i have this at 19 uh my comment under this one was just the pukey emoji (laughs) yeah like i feel like Maybe we talked about this, or so there's some part of my in my mind that's saying like this had something to do with the book that it was based on. Oh right, yeah, right? that that does ring a bell. Because I Girl didn't even World think about that one. Capitalized. Them. I can't. I can't remember. And uh, you know, there's that whole thing in it about like the tribalism and like you know recognizing that you're entering a new space. Like I know what they're going for here, but it really just if you again taglines work very much in conjunction with the the movie cover or the poster, and if you've got Regina George, um, uh, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, and I'm sorry that the the third of the of the plastics. Yes, uh, on there with the, with this tagline, you're like, well, yeah, I know. Welcome to Girl World. Like, I can I can see that. Um, yeah, it seemed too obvious, but obviously this movie was marketed to younger generations, so mm-hmm. it had to kind of market itself towards young girls as well as teenage teenagers and young adults. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, I gave it. 
a bit of slack because it had a very wide target audience mm-hmm. in terms of demographic. Or I guess yeah. just in terms of age, not total demographics. Yeah. yeah, I think so. That makes sense. I mean, and yeah, we we got a bunch of these here which kind of feel like roughly the same thing where it's like it's doing the job, but it's just not doing it in a very exciting way. Like I've next I've got um uh children of men, no children, no future, no hope. And it's like, okay. Yes correct right yeah i went i i have that one at number 16 and i just said that it's too bleak it's it Mm -hmm. i get what you're trying to do but you're really not making people want to come see your movie yeah so i I see this as like a bit of a marketing strategy to be like what does children of men mean because it is kind of an obtuse title you kind of have to get into the movie and the theme of it to start thinking about you know this is like whether you're talking about like the like when women can't have children is this like the inheritance of of an earth with no children is this the inheritance of the of the male side like all these things so i can see them being like let's just make it clear that this is a dystopia about no children but i it falls real flat for me yeah i don't think it does the movie very like any justice and i think it's just too bleak to entice the casual viewer to be like oh yeah go see that Mm mm-hmm and then, I mean, similarly, number 19 for me, Dune, Beyond Fear, Destiny Awaits. It's like, I don't I don't envy someone who had to make a tagline for Dune. Um, so I think they did their job, but again, it's just not great. <laughs> Once again, this fits into my middle category, but I have it higher than you. I have this at 13, but same, oh, okay. same reasoning. Yeah. Uh, I said it's lame, but it's fitting at least. Mm-hmm. It, it complements some of the text, some of the most infamous text from the book yeah yeah the the fear is the mind killer stuff like that which i didn't think was which i thought was maybe one of the least well executed parts of the movie was trying to force that line and dialogue into the film uh but i do think that it was an okay tagline Mm -hmm. but still that falls under the lame category which is basically Mm -hmm. my whole middle tier that's the thing right there's like 12 or so here where you could argue with me and i would change the order of them but they're all roughly doing the same thing and i do just want i know we're very close to a tangent here but i think rebecca ferguson's performance when she's doing the fear is the mind killer litany i actually really like that okay Um, fair enough but uh that that's on me we can go back to dune in a couple years (laughs) and rehash that uh next i have uh number 18 green knight when honor was everything when courage made kings and i think that's a bit of a uh uh like wrong like um misleading advertising yeah right (laughs) to me it sounds like it's going to be about the a a mythological age of kings or at least a historical age of kings Mm -hmm. uh and kingdoms yeah you could have put this tagline on guy Ritchie's king arthur movie that's right and it would it would also work or even like braveheart yeah but this is like a a solo journey this is an independent Mm -hmm. quest and there's not many there's nothing to build this grand picture of this world full of knights, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. It doesn't compute to me. I had this low. I had this at 20. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, yeah, Like, and that's the thing. A bunch of these, they're going to they're gonna be somewhat interchangeable. Um, another one, like, I remember we had a nice talk about this on the episode. Number 17 for me is Blade Runner 2049. The key to the future is finally unearthed. And in the episode, I talked about how... I I know they set it up like that, and I know that that's the thrust of the plot, is the future of this new species and stuff like that, but the movie is so interior, it's so about K, that I forget about the big picture when I'm watching the movie, and then when you see the tagline, you're like, oh yeah, it is 
it's way bigger than K and and Deckard, but it doesn't feel bigger than that. I I understand you look at the movie as a whole and that's what you come up mm-hmm. with, but if you I feel like that's not relating to your viewer's journey through the film very well. Yeah. Because we follow K we don't understand the whole crux of this world until at least the midway point. And then we mm-hmm. don't get this uh, kind of mind-blowing conclusion till very close to the end. And yet that's the tagline that we're, I'm supposed to stick with. That's supposed to stick with me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't like that one either. I have it really close to where you have it, though. I have that one at 15. Okay. We're getting a little bit more accurate here. Uh, so number 16, another one kind of like these others, and I mean right next to a to another Villeneuve, uh, I've got Sicario, The Border is Just Another Line to Cross. It's fine, you know? Yeah. Like, I, again, I don't know. I I would know where to begin in representing the gray, uneasy areas of this movie. So just being like, it's border warfare, it's overstepping, it's extrajudicial. It, I guess it does the job. I just, I'm not excited about it. I, I much preferred the visual subtlety of this message in the movie than seeing it written as the tagline. Mm-hmm. I liked how Denny was able to show this idea visually in the movie without saying it. And seeing it written on the poster kind of is like, I was like, that's really dramatic and really lame, but it's okay. I guess it's okay. Yeah. So I, I have it at 12. Yeah. Seeing it translated into text is a little cheapening. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. I mean, the next one, I really feel like someone someone sat down, they gave themselves a day to do this work. Maybe they had a, a little brain trust in the boardroom, and they're like, game night. What are we going to have? Someone's like, this is this is not a game? And they're like, I think that's lunch. Let's uh, let's call it. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get something ordered in, maybe get a beer. Um, again, like, it, it fits, I suppose, but, like, it really feels like a, like a layup. It is is super simple but i think that's why i like this one i like it because it is a clue that this movie is not going to be as conventional as you think Mm -hmm. it's going to be and okay unlike a lot of taglines you you shouldn't believe a lot of taglines that are telling you that this movie's better than or different than you think it's going to be but this Mm -hmm. one actually i thought it fit that tone because it's using convention against you like against what you think is going to happen it's mm-hmm. intentionally distorting what you think will will take place in the film. So this is not a game. I think works against the title in just the right way. In yes, it's way. simple. Yes, it's boring. But uh, I have this one at eleven. Okay, I was wondering if it was going to break your top. It 10. did not but break okay. my top. So we're we're in the same the same ten at least still. I I'm wondering like if if there's a plus or minus ten on e- any of these, that's going to be where it gets really interesting. Yeah, uh, you got your you're already getting real close to one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, number 14, I've got, and I mean, we have two taglines in this format, in this one, and this is the one that I don't like as much, because I think it uses a dumb pun that doesn't work. Uh, three years ago, they stole $160 million. Now the only thing between them and their old enemy, and their, or between their old enemy and their new one, is an ocean. Ocean is capitalized for Ocean's 12. Yeah, I have this one at 23. <laughs> okay, see, I kind of like, just because of the humor and the culture of oceans i'll give them the corniness no and like where this lays for me is like i i like the style i like like the old style like it's like you can hear the big deep voiced guy on the trailer uh doing this sort of like sales pitch for the movie uh so that's where it it ranks higher for me and then they use that ocean line and it's and it really sinks it (laughs) 
I have the same <laughs> argument for one of our other taglines, so I can't okay. really say that that's I disagree with that, but mm-hmm. I felt that this one's way too long, way too specific, like 160 million dollars. Just give give just say a they lot of money or something. A fortune. Yeah. Like come on. <laughs> like someone need s- to edit this. Stop. Just <laughs> stop just like jerking your first movie off. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, that is an issue with Ocean's Twelve is is how how it's tied to Ocean's Eleven. And, I think we did and, enjoy how it played on that. But, and I yeah. and I know it's introducing the idea that Danny is kind of the loose cannon in this in the movie, like Danny Ocean. He yeah. he's kind of he kind of puts their whole plot at risk because of his personal goals. Is it more rusty? Oh, it's rusty. Shit. Sorry, it's yeah, rusty. That's the thing. That's why. That's, that's why, why I this doesn't like make this sense. Tagline because Dan- Danny Ocean is not the conflict. No, it's rust. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, I really just think they're like, well, they're in Europe, so they cross an ocean. It's like, oh right. But is right, this right. between? <laughs> and I mean, I guess like their old enemy. You is, know, what? I'm putting it lower. Is, what's his? Yeah, their old enemy is in the states, and their new one, Vincent Cassell, is right. in Europe. But like, none of this tracks. It it, yeah, I, this should be lower. You've convinced me, but yeah, I, um, I had that very low. Yeah. I just. The only things I could put below that were Carisha and Nausicaa, which are, like mm-hmm. we've already said, are not taglines. Legitimately <laughs> not, yeah. Don't count at all. So, yeah, this is, for you, this is the lowest legitimate tagline. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah. I'm sticking Whereas to I, it. Mine was the handmaiden, but, yeah, no, that's just me. Um, okay, moving on. This is, for me, where we kind of break into these are good, not great, not exceptional. Still got one right. that's pretty low on my list that you haven't you said one yet. That you really don't like. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the next one uh, for me, number 13, is on Sandi. The search began at the opening of their mother's will. I think it's a nice enticing, like you're like, something begins at the end of this other thing. I think there's lots there. Yeah, I have this at 18, but it fit into the same categories like the Blade Runner, Children of Men, Dune. Mm. Uh, you know, I like it, it better than those. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think it's intriguing, but it doesn't it doesn't hook me into the movie. It doesn't make me want to see the movie. It mm. doesn't it like it just sounds like a more mundane family drama than what I know that movie is. Oh, okay, I get you. And I I don't I don't think it's misleading, but I don't think it it doesn't amp me up to see an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Like That's fair. And at yeah, least like it with, doesn't get with it the Dune, it doesn't get at the scope or the the really like um uh aggressive nature of the movie yeah it doesn't, it doesn't really represent those that's fair because as we talked about in the podcast that movie is very dramatic very intense mm-hmm. and very emotional uh and i feel very emotionally invested when i'm watching the movie uh and i you know like when i see the dune tagline or the blade runner tagline maybe not the children of men one but at least blade runner and dune i like at least like i'm like okay now i, I know how they're trying to get audiences excited for these movies but france and diaz like that's not gonna really make anyone pump to see it mm-hmm. that's fair all right i can see how that goes so that was the lower one that we hadn't touched yet uh no it's still one oh still we still one. got a lower we still got like a 20s one yeah oh boy okay uh number 12 for me old boy 15 years of imprisonment okay. five days of vengeance i have this uh, one i think it's i think high. it's fine it's fun and it and like the the numbers just you're sort of like whoa 15 15 years what right and like i think it really sets you up it's exciting yeah, that's why I like this one. I said it's bold. Okay. Uh, it's prom- It promises so much from the movie. And then it for a movie that delivers, that's awesome. And uh, it has a targeted audience in mind, which is also credit to the tagline 
like the people who came up with the tagline because mm-hmm. this is a foreign film that needed to find a market in North America to be as successful as it has become. And I think this tagline really helps with really helps the movie capitalize on the revenge thriller audience that might not have even like this wouldn't maybe this wouldn't have maybe been on their radar otherwise. It, it reminds me very much of the Raid Redemption. Yeah. I remember there being one where it was like one minute of romance, time, 125 yeah. minutes of nonstop <laughs> action, and, and it was so on the nose. And I was like, perfect. That's yeah. going to make yeah. so many people in the United States yeah. watch it. It's, it's to the point. And yeah, it's Western friendly for sure. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of these okay. these foreign ones for at least our rankings. Like this is um one one of four foreign movies or like eastern made movies that we that we had and yeah old boy ranks pretty high for me it's at 12 but maybe could be higher and the other like the last one uh ranks fairly high for me as well okay number 11 one more to go till the top 10 i've got uh and this is again what some of these this is a fluid list and some of these i'm starting to question them but i've got uh the big chill how much love sex fun and friendship can a person take uh it's like i think i think it's fine and it gets gets across kind of wry conflicted nature of the movie i don't think there should be four items in the list kind of breaks your rule should just be three take fun out of there or take friendship out but uh yeah this is my low one i have this at that's tw- i have this one. at 22 okay. oh wow okay yeah. i just think it's double <laughs> i don't i don't think it's i don't think it fits i know i know that it technically does match so much of what does happen in the movie but it's so much it's so far away from my takeaways of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the connection between people that is not sexually based in the film, or that is mm-hmm. actually based on more amicable relationships. And that's what stu- stood out so much about the film to me. And yet this tagline is making it seem like it's like a bunch of friends who are going to have an orgy at a house, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I get that that's a takeaway group. I know, but... <laughs> I know. But I, but I, I agree too. I, I think you're right. It's not very rep- It's not a great representation, um, and may even be a little reductive. That's of, that's uh, I guess a, yeah. the best word to summarize my argument. Yeah. But my, what I wrote under it was it might totally be correct, but it's not my takeaway. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay, top ten. Here we go. We're boy. We really, we really swung big in terms of how short we can make this episode, and we're coming up on our on our second uh, sort of tier for how long it was going to be. Yeah. My number 10, uh, Moneyball. What are you really worth? Hey, um, I got 10, yeah. uh, 10 too. Yeah. Hey, all right. Right Maybe on. The only time that happens, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it's solid, Like, and, and it gets to the spirit of it. It's not, I think, especially when you're doing true story movies, they just be like, the Oakland A's won 22 games in a row, yada, 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 this is how he did it, whatever, right? Yeah, it could right. be something way more on the facts or way more on the numbers, right? Yeah. Right? Like in Calling it a numbers game movie. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for them for not doing that. Yeah. That's... I thought this was really strong yeah. considering all the other options they could have had on the table. And I had almost the same thoughts as you. It's like simple to the point. Uh, it doesn't need to be anything flashy because this is a biopic. It just needs to tell me something about how the movie is going to tackle the subject matter and that's exactly what it does what are you really worth Mm -hmm. is the question that the main character asks everybody in the movie yeah great all right uh number nine way back to episode number one this is i think a great use of just taking something right out of the movie and 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 using as the tagline which i think is a valid option sometimes the prestige are you watching closely 
Dang. I guess so. I got this real high. Real high. I, okay. I got this. Right. I got this top. Uh, this is my number two. Number two. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, it's real good, but there are there's maybe one that I would move out from above it, so it might actually be number eight for me. But otherwise, I like where I've got my top ten. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I I think that I'm impartial to this one because, or I am partial to this one because I love what this piece of dialogue means on a thematic mm-hmm. level, uh, and what and it means meta level. Like, yeah, for what and what it means to me as like a cinema, like a cinema lover. Just the the yeah. fact that I love the prestige so much, and it's the first line of the film, and it sticks with me, like long after the movie like how much this contextually means how the layers Mm of textuality that this line carries Uh, so it's to me a it's a direction for the viewer it's Mm -hmm. a thematic component and it's a narrative component so i love i love this tagline even though it is a line integrated and that's maybe what my thinking was i'd say even subconsciously when i was doing is like well they didn't write a new tagline they chose one extremely well but yeah, it maybe would rank a little higher after some editing. Um, yeah, you make a good argument. But I mean, yeah, that if anything, that's a that's a nice uh, unofficial tagline for this show too, right? We take one scene and we watch really closely. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're fans of it. But uh, moving on, uh, uh, following our first episode, we're moving to the second episode for me, which I think I dunked on this one a, a fair bit in the recording, but putting it in the list of 25 i actually really like gattaca's there is no gene for the human spirit now i thought you're gonna have this one way lower because i remember you dunking yeah. on this one yeah i did i did dunk on it <laughs> I, I got it at 14 Where, this for you uh, okay so it's it's in it's that real cheesy that's what i wrote it's like <laughs> yeah. l- it's lame but hilariously cheesy to the point where i think it stands out like a sore thumb it doesn't fit any kind of, like the movie has almost no humor to it so it doesn't really fit the vibe of the movie but i just love how corny it is i think it fits the sincerity of the movie but you're right the Fair movie enough. is more clinical and dry yes whereas yeah. this is kind of a joke yeah in a, in a sense it, i think so, it's yeah. a straight up joke yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no see i can see ethan hawk sitting very serenely and saying saying this like and i i see him really believing it but that's you can funny. kind of do that with anything yeah. that Ethan Hawke says. That's true. Um, He's very—he could be very dramatic. Yeah. Number seven, uh, having a little fun here. Uh, everybody wants some here for a good time, not a long time. It says, it, it you know it says what it does on the tin. You know, it's it's perfect advertising. It's extremely direct. Yeah, I have this at nine. Uh, okay. I said basically same thing. Sums up the story, worldview, kind of indicative of what you're going to get from the soundtrack. Even though I don't think that corresponds with any lyrics directly, it kind of has that same vibe as the retro soundtrack that the movie instills or uses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it worked perfectly. I love seeing that on the cover of my Blu-ray because I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly why I watch this movie. It's, yeah. it's for a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, this one... I wonder, I think this one might have ranked a little lower for you. I've got a number six, Home Alone, a family comedy without the family. I got it at five. Okay, there you go. Right on. I think it's I think, fun. again, it's another one of those, like, it just, it says it, right? Like, it sets you up, but it immediately, you're like, oh, yeah, Home Alone, no family. Like, it, it just, it's a, it's a nice, nice aligned, very concise, doesn't have to stay too long, you know? Yeah. Obviously, I saw the tagline far later than seeing the film, mm-hmm. so... 
seeing that in retrospect, I was like, that that should provide the bit of intrigue you need as like someone who might not have seen Home Alone before. It's implying a sense of unconventional storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, and I think fam, uh, I think Home Alone does do that. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly. I think it's super fitting. I, I like this one. Um, number five. This is where we're really getting to ones that like, boy, I, I'm a big fan. This is the for in my list the last uh, foreign movie that we have. Shin Godzilla's A God Incarnate, A City Doomed. That's whatever they're translating from. They nailed it. Yes, A God Incarnate on the on the poster. How are you not going to go see that movie? Yeah, I loved seeing this poster. I love my Blu-ray cover of this movie. Mm. It just because it says that on it. Uh, usually, I don't like if a movie even has like the tagline on the on the dvd cover or whatever but mm-hmm. i i love this one it's such an epic poster cover yeah yeah where uh, is this your top three it's is my it third where it's your third okay yes. cool yeah no i i really dig this one that one really like it maybe should rank higher because when i read it i kind of get a little amped yeah which is which is a, a big get for a, a tagline for six words and i don't know if that was just for the english audiences but if that was a know. translation like you said great job yeah uh and then number four so this we had this exact same format and we really roasted it uh in my list 10 ago and even further for you i've got drag me to hell christine brown has a good job a great boyfriend and a bright future but in three days she's going to hell yeah i can like i know it's the same thing it doesn't have the bad pun but man it it, like it's fun like i i can you can feel the sam raimi niche coming through and stuff like that like i really like this one so sorry what number are we on four okay yeah i have it at four too so that's another one okay, we cool. matched up on uh yeah i well, i think this then, one is perfectly whimsical and perfectly mm-hmm. within the tone of rain what Raimi does so i love it mm-hmm. i think it's great and i love that like yeah you don't none of this has to be considered a spoiler like when you've seen the movie and it's it's exactly what the tagline tells you it just becomes even better yeah um I really dig it. Uh, number three, top three here. Oh, uh, big big fan of this. Um, one of the Carpenters, in the Mouth of Madness, lived any good books lately? Which is maybe the the highest ranking pun on any list I'll ever do. But uh, I think if, if if even you want to call it a pun or or a play on words, but yeah, like, it's a play. On I words. think it's got that. I think it's got that hokey horror. Like it's kind of a little trashy. And I, I think that's fun. I think Pulpy, it fits maybe. the character of Sutter Kane's what he does with his novels, mm-hmm. which is like pulp horror or pop horror. And it mm-hmm. really has that cheekiness to go with that tone that I think the movie, the the cynical cheekiness that the movie has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I have this one at eight. At eight. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see this one kind of like, I think it's it's more of a me thing for, for being in the top three, but... Uh, Number two for me is the Royal Tenenbaums. Family isn't a word, it's a sentence, which I think is probably the best written one in terms of representing the theme. Like, I like this, this, this verges on poetic, right? Yeah, I love this one. It's uh, quite clever, illustrates the movie quite well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have much more to add on that one. I think it's very yeah. succinct and straight to the point. And I didn't know that this was the tagline before we did the episode. So uh, yeah, I didn't know not either. something that ever I was ever aware of. But I thought mm. it was quite clever. Where did this rank for you? Six. Six. Okay, I was thinking like 
the upper half of your tent. And then number one, I actually, if I if I paid attention right, or if this is the way the format works, I think we have the same one. To me, it's a knockout. It's a clear winner with a bullet. It's yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Man is the warmest place to hide. Obviously I mean, the best on. one. Obviously that's, the best tagline. That's 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 like one of the best ever. That's up there with Alien. All timer like that, right? Like, yeah. I'd say um, Alien might take the cake on that one, but uh, oh, it, it's 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 in the conversation, right? But the like, thing, you know, some twenty years from now, we can do an all time ranking after we've we've covered <laughs> Alien and and things like that. It'll be a four hour episode, but yeah, man um, is the warmest place to hide. Is definitely. I'm glad it's our consensus winner too. That's that's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I like we both had it yeah. number one. Yeah, no, it's like it's gross. It's it it really. I think it hooks you. You're like, because it's not an exact horror thing. It's not just about like murder or mutilation or aliens or something. It's it's got its own very unique twist. Because there isn't really a lot of other movies like that, like where the the creature functions like this, yeah. where it does hide in man's skin or it could be hiding in you. All that all that thing is wrapped up in this very well edited concise little brief uh tag that 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 hooks your imagination yeah i think it's it creates a sense of intrigue about the movie it's provocative in some in a sense that like you kind of know something unsettling will happen mm-hmm. and it also sets like a really nice tone for the setting of the film which is takes place in antarctica yeah that's right and yeah, yeah. so i like that it ties into that idea and you tie that in with the cover which i tried really hard not to do with my taglines but you tie that into like the the cold image of the 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 man in the suit with the light with the light coming out and i I just think you get it right away you're like oh Mm -hmm. this is gonna be something that makes me feel cold (laughs) and then you Mm -hmm. see that tagline "Ooh, it makes me scared yeah yeah yeah. i love it i think it it, it was an e- that was an easy one for me. There are a bunch of these in the middle where even just before the recording, I was sort of readjusting and stuff like that. But the the top one and the bottom two were really easy for me to pick. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was those were my easiest yeah. ones too. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then yeah, did we we only lined up on ten with Moneyball, or was there maybe four and then, as and well? Then four for like Drag that. Me to Hell, and then the thing yeah. for number one. We lined up for three of the yeah. top ten, which is funny. Hey, not bad. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's our bonus episode. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll uh, check us out on Instagram. We'll we'll ask for some of your favorites. Maybe we'll get some top threes uh, from the audience and, and see see if you guys agree with us or not. I would love to see some top that, threes. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, we'll, uh, we'll be back in June uh, with the start of our next season. Uh, we're still sorting out what that's going to be about. So keep an eye on Instagram. You can take part in the audience vote when we have that set up. But otherwise, we uh, we hope you have a great May. Uh, keep checking us out on Sundays. Let us know what you're watching. And uh, we'll see you back here uh, in uh, next month. Enjoy some time off of our normal programming with this bonus episode. We will see you back in June. See you then. Bye, everyone. Bye.